This Rich Eisen Show podcast is sponsored by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and maybe even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Oh my God, you guys are my favorite. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This stupid rule that you fumble the ball into the end zone, you lose possession, and the defense gets it. The XFL and the USFL. Now you fumble through the end zone, you get the ball back on offense at the spot of where you fumbled it. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Coming up, quarterback consultant Jordan Palmer, actor and comedian Dave. Cross. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Great chat with Tom Pelissero. And hour number one, we're going to have a great chat with David Cross, the comedian and actor and one of the funniest on Arrested Development. He's in studio hour number three. It's going to be a great chat with him. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Back in the chair after a little bit of a walkabout with the fam. Um, at altitude in uh, the beautiful state of Colorado it was great uh, hanging there. Good to have you back uh, with us uh, on this busy Tuesday. Chris Brockman, good to see what you up, in Rich? your spot. How's DJ going, Mikey buddy? D is indeed nuts, and TJ Jefferson uh, as always right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us here to kick off hour number two. Let's get right to him because there's. I mean, with franchise tags being uh, able to be applied today, we just had Tom Pelissero talk about the quarterback carousel. Damn, near half the league might be in need of a quarterback, and and if they're not in need of a quarterback now. Certainly with quarterbacks need, getting paid what, what, what they might get paid in free agency, uh, I think you're going to see teams draft, multi, uh, you know, multiple teams draft quarterbacks this year. And you'll be like, what is that? What gives with that? Uh, I, I think We're going to see four in the first round. I, I, that's the idea as well. So here to help us kick off, essentially, our, our talent evaluation uh, coverage. Uh, combined one week from uh, from uh, tonight, I'll be heading off to Indianapolis with the draft in Kansas City. Joining us here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show is the uh, founder uh, and coach of the QB Summit and quarterback consultant extraordinaire, our friend Jordan Palmer, back here on the show. How are you doing, Jordan? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Rich? Hanging in there. From uh, Super Bowl, I'm sure that was a wild week. It was wild. It really was wild and was a great game, right? I mean, how, how high of a level was the quarterback play in that game, Jordan? I mean, when Patrick Mahomes had the second best game, it's it's really high, I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, uh, unreal, exactly. Yeah, Jalen Jalen did what I thought he'd do, which is rise to the occasion, which is kind of what he's you know developing. A, it's a, kind of becoming a trend at this point. Uh, the, the lights were not too bright for him. The stage was not too big. Pat's been on that stage before, but yeah, it's exciting for the future of the league and 
and uh, and obviously, you know, for the for those two fan bases to uh, to get to that game. And then let's start with a macro uh, a quarterback evaluation question based off of uh, what we saw from Jalen Hurts. What is the it factor? Can you tell it, Jordan, where you know someone has the it and that, sure, if they make the Super Bowl one day, guess what? They're going to be the first quarterback in the history of the game to run two or more in or throw one in, and it'll be done by halftime like Jalen Hurts did. Yeah, I think uh, I've been around Jalen since high school, and I think his actual like unique trait is the combination of confidence, because you and I have talked, I think it's the most important trait in a quarterback by a mile. But he's got this element of, like, it's a combo of the confidence to play at the level that he did. Uh, it was, he didn't accidentally play great, right? He didn't pull one out of the hat. No, he just played a great game. Um, but also the humility. This guy, I'll be the first to say, I, when he was getting ready for the draft, I didn't know what round he'd go, but I sure didn't think second. Um I didn't think he could throw it well enough. You know, obviously, Bama didn't think he And he's just like his commitment to get better. And I know that sounds like a fan hears this and go, well, they're all working hard. They all get better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But some guys go play at a high level and say, I'm not good enough. And they just completely recommit themselves. And so he's just a creature of habit and he's a process guy. And I've told you this the best athletes I've ever been around get behind their behaviors, not their, they don't just lean on their talents. Mm-hmm. And this is a really talented player who buys into the idea of having, you know, the behaviors and the patterns and, and, uh, and the process uh, and the routines to, to continue to get better. So I think Jalen's going to be a lot better in two years because of that, not because of his physical talents. QB consultant and quarterback summit founder and coach Jordan Palmer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get into uh, this year's uh, draft right now. What are you hearing? And I'm, I'm going to say, you know, clearly your, your ears to the ground and and you hear a lot of talk, clearly, being in the business that you've chosen uh, after your playing career. What are you? What are people saying? What the Bears are going to do first overall with this pick? Jordan? Well, I'm not sure. I, I think the most logical thing is you know Justin has had um, I think two different coordinators, right? Um, and we would not say an embarrassment of riches around him in that huddle in terms of talent. <laughs> right. And so. If you're going to stick with Justin, which is it's what I do, um, is stick with Justin and put playmakers around him. I would invest in playmakers, not O-line. Let him create time and space, which is what he's been doing since high school. Um, but give him some guys who can win one-on-one matchups. Um, and then from a scheme standpoint, you know, how do we get guys across the field and how do we get guys um, with space to catch it underneath? Those are That's kind of that recipe. If you have a mobile quarterback who can get rid of it quickly, um, I think that's the move. And then you got to limit how many times he's touch, he's touching the ball or he's running the ball. And, and on top of that, he's got to evolve his game where he's not putting himself in harm's way. One of the things that doesn't get talked a lot about is, you know, Russell Wilson for all those years used his legs as good as anybody. Won more games in the NFL in his first eight seasons than any quarterback. He also didn't take big hits. And Josh Allen early in his career took big hits he's gotten better at not taking big hits. It's actually a thing you can get better at, but it's a thing you can only get better at in games because we can't simulate it or practice it. I don't have any drills. I don't, I don't tackle guys out here. Right. Um, and so he has to evolve his running style. And ironically, a player who, I, if I was working with Justin, I would tell him, watch this guy's tape. And I've talked to a couple receiver clients and told them to watch this guy's tape. It was Matt Forte. I played with him in Chicago, and as good as he was, I never really saw him get smoked. You know, he just kind of ended up not taking big hits ever so i think it's a learned trait and if justin can improve there if they can improve the skill sets around him then i don't think they need to roll the dice 
and I'm not saying these quarterbacks are a, a dice roll, but drafting a young guy is a dice roll. When you've got a guy with really another two years until you have to decide on him, uh, I think you roll with them. Well, and, and and I totally agree with you on that front, Jordan, but you know the way this business works, that to help Justin Fields the most, you've got to make it seem like you might not stick with him. Thus, you get the first overall pick traded for the absolute most you can get. Unless you fall in love with Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, then pull the trigger on them right off the bat and go to work. So the question is, yeah. is are, are the top guys in this class – you know, and I know you are you are coaching some of them up uh, right now. Do you think that they are top first overall pick worthy, Jordan? I do. I think um, you know I've been watching Bryce Young since he was little, um, and you know his size is going to scare some people away. We'll see what the smoke screens end up shaking out. Um, you know who who is okay with his size and who is not. That's probably not going to come out. Um, Will Levis, who I'm watching. Get out of his forty stance right now. I love it. Um, is uh, is a guy that he's gonna? There's gonna be a lot of comparisons. Him, him and Anthony Richardson. They're gonna get the Josh Allen comparisons because their physical prowess and all that. Um, but these guys played a lot of ball. Um, you know, being a good student isn't relevant to me. But when you have like a three nine in the business program, and then you get your master's in finance, then, then it starts becoming relevant. Like, okay, maybe this is actually a unique trait. How intelligent. Um, and then CJ, another guy been around since he was little. Um, Really, what what doesn't get talked about with CJ is his personality and how he, you know, the leadership traits, and he's just he's a dog, and I think you got to be one at this level. So you really got four interesting guys at the top. It's just going to come down to um, whether the Bears trade out of one or whatever. You know, do they is a the team okay with Bryce's size because the game tape is just so exceptional and the the level he's played at really his entire career, going back to his first high school he went to. Um, all the way through Bama, uh, has been at such a high level playing for Bill O'Brien, who's now an offensive coordinator in the league again. Um, so I think that's just how it's going to shake out. But if you're the Bears, it's really do you move to two, you know, and then take that pass rusher that you have at the top, or can you get, can, uh, if you move to four, can you still get one of those pass rushers? And I think that's what, you know, Ryan Poles and the Bears are, are going to have uh, a lot of time to think about. Jordan Palmer, QB Summit founder and coach uh, and quarterback consultant calling in from uh, one of his consultant uh, sessions uh, right now here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tell me more about Will Levis. Tell me more about him and, and his skill set and uh, his readiness to play in the pros right now, Jordan. Yeah, I think um, the thing that's going to – everyone's going to – it'll be well documented and, you know, you'll see it in India a little bit just because there's not a – huge opportunity to show off arm talent in Indianapolis the way that it's structured, but pro day will show it off, but mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's got a lot of juice. He can absolutely rip it. Um, point of emphasis for him has been on the movement side of things, um, getting yourself to a consistent spot. Um, so much about quarterback play, so much more about uh, movement is so much more important, more important in quarterback play than I think people give it credit to. And uh, including NFL quarterback coaches. Um, and so that's been a point of point of emphasis, getting them to, a position where no matter what happens around them, they can do what they need to do when they throw. They can transfer energy uh, efficiently, and they can do it um, with balance and fluidity so that they can have control. So, you know, Will has a monster arm. The focus is on touch, uh, touch balls and layer balls, just like, you know, the last couple years has been with Josh Allen and my time with him, uh, who I didn't need to show Josh how to throw the ball hard. Uh, He had that since he was little. What you saw in the jump for Josh Allen from two to th- year two to three, um, and then continuing to get better, is just that control on the football when it comes to layer and touching. 
I just think with Will's buy-in, he's a you know is bought in and his his work ethic is is as probably as good as I've seen at this age, maturity-wise, as good as I've seen at this age. Um, I just think that happens fast for him uh, that evolution, and uh, and I think he's ready to rock. I mean, he's 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 done it at two schools. He's had uh, two different offensive coordinators at Kentucky who were NFL offensive coordinators. So he ran the most uh, the, a system that was most similar to what most NFL teams run. Mm. And so I, I think it's a quick transition for him. Tell me about uh, Hendon Hooker and his health. What what what, what can you lay on me here? Jordan? Yeah, Hendon's in my group as well, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, I mean, what the the takeaway, and this will be unanimous, is just this is just an unbelievable young dude. I mean, just super mature, has his stuff together, has a plan, um, and, and that just shows up in interviews. But um, yeah, but from a health perspective, he's ahead of schedule. He's doing rehab out here. He ditched the crutches a few weeks ago. That's good. Um, and he'll be he'll he'll be you know nowadays with ACLs. I mean, it's you can kind of put a date in the calendar um, when they'll be back and. For the most part, guys hit it, especially with the resources they have from a physical therapy standpoint and then the work ethic. So I think with Hendon, I don't know what that date is, but mm. um, he's going to be looked at to be you know, probably healthy for this season and, and ready to contribute. And uh, you know, the gameplay and, and the system they ran, is, from what I'm hearing, is not as big of an issue because a lot of NFL teams are stealing from college in a way that college teams used to steal from NFL from a schematic standpoint. So in Ten years ago, it would have been a knock that he played for Josh Heupel. Now, people are interviewing him and asking him how they run choice routes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and pulling from that system and the pace of play. So, um, I think he's another guy who can have a smooth transition. And playing at Tennessee and how light, how bright those lights were this year, I don't see, um, you know, this stage going from college to pro being as drastic for him. I've got Max Duggan on tomorrow. What do I ask him other than what did you do uh, to my alma mater? What you did outside of that? What do I what do I ask? Max. Oh man, you're Max. gonna love Max. Max oh, really? Because I didn't love him. I saw him in my in person at the Fiesta Bowl. Didn't love him at all. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. Didn't uh, love him. Didn't love him at all. But, but uh, other than that, it's just personal. You know who he is, and I know you love this guy. <laughs> he's like fun. Sam Darnold. He's just like simple, okay. hardworking, treat people with dignity and respect. He's from Council Bluffs, Iowa. Okay. You know what I mean? So we started working together this off season. Mm-hmm. He had never had a lesson. He'd never gone to one of those camps and trained with that guy and never once played four sports in high school in council bluffs iowa his dad's a high school football coach he's just kind of he's just a simple dude who's just a you know a fan favorite of i got five guys in my group and he's a fan favorite um and uh and i mean this guy like it's it's nowhere to go but up from here for him because he's kind of for the first time learning the why behind what he does and that's coming off of a you know runner-up in the Heisman and national championship season, right? You know, the, the final. So right. uh, he's a. I, I refer to him as he is a pretty unbelievable ball of clay. Okay, you're molding him. Last one for you on the uh, before I let you go. DTR, tell me about this uh, Bruin and what, hey. what what I'm going to see out of him and what what his NFL comp might be. You got one on that front? I I, I will say this live on your show. Yes, sir. I, Two years ago, I I didn't know. I don't know. You know, great athlete, great kid, but I don't know. I, th- he's a guy. I'm not saying because our, our month together so far. I'm just saying every, I've watched, you know, won nine games his junior year. Yep. This last year, you know, back spasms in the in the bowl game kept them from winning. That would have been a 10-win season, right? And nobody predicted that this year because UCLA, you know, didn't, didn't have a lot of stars around him outside of the running back. And so uh, I think Dorian's a guy. Um, intelligence played a lot of football 
I think he's one of the probably top 10 playmakers in this draft in terms of just a dude with the ball in his hand making something happen. But he's a pocket passer. And, you know, he went to the Shrine Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think looked, um, you know, there was a, a big gap between him and everybody else there. Uh, and from a velocity standpoint, uh, I think people are coming out of Vegas at the Shrine Bowl and then, you know, through the next year phase of the Combine and then the Pro Days. I think Dorian is going to be one of the guys that rises. Uh, as much as any quarterback in this class. All right. Um, what's going on with your so – you're, you're taking your, your summit on the road, eight-stop summit tour? Yeah. I did tour? it last year. I did did a dozen stops around the country. Okay. I was running these camps out here, and 60% of the people that were coming from out of state. So summit tour, qbsummit.com. Uh, I have a camp this weekend in Orange County, and then we hit the road for the next six. Uh, going around the country, Orlando, Houston, Chicago, D.C., and, um, yeah, middle school and high school quarterbacks, I, I have a different approach. We don't do fun drills and gadgets and learn trick shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same stuff I teach some of the best players on Sundays and Saturdays is what I teach these young guys and teach them how to be a quarterback in every phase of their life, too. So um, love doing it. Love working with the regular kid, too, not just the elite guys. And uh, this is the chance to do it. All right. When's El Segundo going to be a stop right here? We can you know, uh, throw it around in studio. 2024. 2024. Well, let's do it. Let's let's figure it out. Let's get you in here in person. And uh, there's lots of there's lots of time to chop it up between now and the draft. And it's I'll, I'll teach the quarterback stuff. You teach the 40 yard dash. We got a deal done. Absolutely. I can help uh, Will Levis with his time and his release <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't know whether to be aghast, impressed or just downright freaked out by the fact that Max Duggan did what he did to my school without any of that, uh, you know, all that teaching and stuff like that from back in his day growing up. It's freaking me hey, out right some now, dudes man. dudes just need a ball, a bag and a ball. You he's, know what I mean? Just, he's one of them. Just get up there and hey, rip it and rip it. Yeah. His, his, his post-game uh, Big 12 press conference after they lost to Kansas State where he just wore it all on his sleeve and just, just poured it all out, can't teach that, brother. Can't. I love that. Yeah, you know, some guys they, they they're gonna say the thing that's correct or that looks the best or that they feel like they should say. And then some guys are just incapable of BS. Like they actually can't BS it. They right. just are gonna be on. He's one of those guys. Like I don't even credit him for his honesty. He <laughs> he's just incapable of BSing you. And uh, I love that player. Last thing for you. I know I, I've kept you probably a little bit longer. Just give me a couple more minutes if you don't mind. Yeah. You're watching Trevor Lawrence throw all those interceptions in the first half of the playoff game against the Chargers. What are you thinking? What, what's going through your mind about one of your protégés? Uh, I was thinking, heck of a year. Bummer it's going to end this way. So, was just so pumped. Trevor's a guy, he just doesn't like emotion's not part of his game. I'd say the same thing about Burrow and several other guys. Right. Whereas, there's been some great quarterbacks where the emotion is what caused them to throw that pick. Right? They wanted it too bad or they were so pissed about the last drive. They forced something. You know, Trevor, Joe, I can name a long list of guys where Trevor just doesn't bring emotion into it. You know, I think it's just, you know, he could be throw three picks or four picks or be down 21 or whatever. It's just second and four. You know what I mean? Like they're able to just be present. And I think, and I told him this last year, that experience, because before last season, I mean, he was, the number was dumb. He was like 68 and three or something (laughs) stupid between high school and college. He had stability in high school with his coach. He had stability with Dabo for three years at Clemson. And then he was in the, arguably the most unstable environment that a franchise young first-year rookie franchise quarterback has had to live through last year with Urban and all the stuff that went down there. I told him to earn it and, and definitely remind him now, like, 
that year will be as valuable as any because we don't really know who we are until we fail. Right? We, when things are going well, we can believe things. About, but until we really fail, whether it's our fault or a combination of elements, like we don't really know who we are. And it's mm-hmm. not even about the media knowing who we are. The fan base. No, you don't know who you are until you really fail. And I thought that was just a, an invaluable year for him to go through. And the emotional comment that I made where I don't think he brings it to work with him, it showed because he just kind of reset and had a great turnaround year, and I think he's going to take another step this next year. I honestly thought Doug might have to pull him. I really thought that because it was just so uh, – I've never seen anything like it. It's the first time we've ever seen those many picks, and he kept him in there, and, I mean, I, I, what a turnaround. Unbelievable. Yeah. I thought he had to pull Yeah, him. it was incredible. You take care of yourself, Jordan. Thanks for the time. Be yep. well. Thanks, Rich. You got it. That's Jordan Palmer right here. Fun stuff. Love it. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Obviously, he's throwing his own guy, Will Levis, in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's first mock draft at the NFL Network. 2.0. Two, oh, is, it, is it 2.0? Today is 2.0. He just, he just, you know, he just came out with it. He had Levis going seventh overall. Seven. To who? Who's drafting seventh overall? I don't have that right up here. He had him go. He he. Well, he doesn't do trades, so he had uh, Stroud dropping all Ve- the way to Vegas, the Colts. Vegas seventh. Vegas seventh. Yeah. There you go, man. Vegas would take him. Of course, after Aaron Rodgers signs there, so yeah. he just become. He'll become the latest. In the Mad Lib, proper noun of guys who have to sit behind him. You're right, Ridgeman. Half the league, TJ and I were going right. back and forth. Half the league doesn't know who their starter is next year. As of right now, right on the 21st of February, 2023. Crazy. Monster.com can get you ready for your job hunt right here and right now. Make your next career move and make it work and make it stick and get paid what you're worth. If you're looking to change positions and join a new team, guess what? Monster.com can help because at Monster.com, there's millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers so they know how to match you with the job fits that fits you the best. And when you score the position, monster.com has a salary calculator that ensures you're paid what you're worth. So it's time get ready for your job hunt with monster.com and win the job hunt monster.com eight, four, four, two, Oh, four rich number to dial top five NFL storylines heading into the off season. That's still to come. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride 
every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Our terrestrial radio audience is rejoining our Roku stream. We just showed you the Jonathan Gannon uh, montage that the Cardinals put out uh, of him meeting the players, meeting a lot of their players for the first time. And it went viral because, again, just, you know, it appeared to be some of the first times he's met these players. Boy, the Cardinals really put it out there. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, the camera's on and it, it looks like he had not met Kyler Murray before or any of these players. And their first blush reaction, because he's, you know, getting to meet them. And, and and the one interaction that's got the most attention was him with Rondale Moore, where he's going, pew, 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 shots fired, spots, explosives. Spot, explosives. Boy, boy, man, you can really run. And it had that Steve Buscemi, how are you doing, fellow kids, type vibe to it. Yeah. I, I just want to counsel everybody. Nobody had, in my opinion, in the last, what, several years, a worse first impression than the guy he just yep. he used to coach with and for, yep. and Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni's first press conference in Philadelphia was like, this guy is going to be an unmitigated right. disaster. They're going <laughs> to chew him up. They're going to spit him out. Like he made Adam Gase's look normal. Okay, like, you know? <laughs> like it was. So let's not jump yeah. here. Yeah. But boy, did people jump over the weekend! Like this guy is going to be a disaster. He can't read the room. He's not going to connect to these players. Even though the Cardinals say players coach, that was the copy that was associated with this video being tweeted out. And you do see there, and you're like, oh god. Yeah. But these are also the first. Blush moments, and I, I, you know, and I brought this up to Tom Pelissero earlier in hour number one, and pointed out like he's a young guy who just, you know, who is very brash. As um, Tom pointed out, there's video of him rolling his window down, saying to fellow Eagles fans as they're on the road together. I guess they're in traffic, sitting at a red light together, and they scream out, "Oh, there's the DC of the Philadelphia Eagles!" And he's like, "We're gonna tear these guys apart." and Guess what didn't happen? They didn't tear the Chiefs apart on defense at all. And now he's coming in, and again, another coach who had that sort of backlash when he got hired is in that division, Kyle Shanahan. Niners get the guy who just got chewed up and spat out in the Super Bowl, outcoached in the Super Bowl. We're going to bring him, so let's, again... Pump the brakes a little bit here. Let's give him a shot because the one thing that he's going to really, out of all of these interactions, the one that matters the most to me is the one with Kyler Murray. And they, he hired Drew Petzing from Cleveland. I, I've never met the guy. I don't know him. But, boy, is that guy going to need to be have some buy-in from Kyler Murray? 39 years old. Their, their defensive coordinator is 29 years old. Nick Rallis. And I don't, you know, you're going to hear about the ages. I, I, I'm also not going to go in there as well. 
I was a 26-year-old hired by SportsCenter, and it took me a while to get the hang of it. This has just been a fascinating hire, a defensive guy who's now brought in a 35-year-old assistant who's going to have to go to Kyler Murray and and say, buy into our system, including Gannon saying, we're going to have Murray go under center. Yeah. He's going to have to go under center a lot more, not just standing there and shotgun. He's not wrong, Gannon, by the way, that when you're in shotgun all the time, you're basically telling the defense, you can play us a certain way. Yeah, come get me. Okay, so let's see what he does. The problem is they're going to lose a lot because Kyler might not show up till the middle of the season next year, and then who knows how what. You've seen guys take a while to come back from the ACL. Takes a whole season. After they come back from the ACL. Exactly. So I will – Put this because you heard what Tom said, too, is that his contract is imminently tradable. This Cardinal season is going to be fascinating because they're going to lose, one would think, unless their backup is so stellar. It's Cole McCoy. Or they might go into the free agent market and get somebody else because that's going to be the starter for much of 2023 for the Cardinals. And then if they don't perform very well, if they show up around the trade deadline, if you will, Several games under 500. Do you start selling off more pieces there? Yep. And then you don't bring Kyler back at all because why would you do that? And then once you do get to that point of maybe, and again, this is a very negative way of looking at it, but it's also a realistic way of looking at it here. Certainly if DeAndre Hopkins wants out, certainly if you trade Hop maybe between now and the season or at the trade deadline next year, somebody's going to raise their hands. Kansas City Chiefs might. You know, you know what I'm saying? So you can prepare for the future by also figuring out what if the Cardinals wind up in the same spot as the current Chicago Bears and Caleb Williams is sitting out there. You're going to Rosen, Kyler Murray? I'm just saying... <laughs> These are tea leaves I see yeah. and hear. I love front-loading stuff to you folks. Yeah, you do. Not right all the time. I, I, I don't care. I, I care about being wrong more than I care about being right here. I do love being right, as you know. I'm just saying, I'm wondering what Jonathan Gannon has talked about with the front office, Michael Bidwell, who I just saw in Arizona. They pulled off an incredible Super Bowl there in Arizona, and then they hired this guy. What has been talked about? And I know he said to him, you're a franchise player, and he is that guy and can be that guy. Certainly, if he can come in and say, did you see what the staff I was with did with Jalen Hurts? I had a front row seat to it. Yep. I'm, the problem is, though, is he's not the guy in the headset. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who he brought over from Cleveland who's in the headset, and this is the buy-in that's going to be required from Kyler Murray. It's got to be sitting there. That's what I'm thinking. What's the inner monologue of Murray when Gannon's coming up to him and the cameras are on him and the Cardinals are tweeting it out? This is all the things that I'm thinking about. We won't know. We'll never know. Well, we won't know. I mean, he's the guy that deleted Instagram last year. Who knows, man? You know what I mean? So... Did you guys really find that interaction that awkward? I, the one I think, with Rondell Moore, I think, was the one that... I don't know. I mean, like, I, and look, I'm just 
as a fan sitting back watching this, do, do people expect that he's going to previous to the press conference meet every single player no, on no, no. the team? No, like, no, I, I, I just I, again, I don't know why people would. I mean, I guess people get tell you uproar about anything, dude. But. I, I'm sitting around, you know, having my Cabernet at altitude <laughs> and, uh, you know, trying to stay off Twitter as much as possible. But no, I'm going to be back in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be back in the chair on Tuesday. And my feet is blowing up with people saying, my barstool eviscerated this guy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. And that's, and that is a, an influential um, outlet for a lot of people and how they view things. So, yeah. A lot of people thought it was awkward. And again, all I kept thinking was like when Sirianni Wasn't came as bad in. As Sirianni's, oh, man. my goodness gracious. <laughs> he even showed, Sirianni even showed it to his team as a message that we all need to keep improving around here. Well, and now, and now that dude is like, he's that man. He, I know. <laughs> so. Before we, like, th- that's my opinion on something that went extremely viral over the weekend. And, I, you know, putting in your mind's eye how the season could possibly play out for the Arizona Cardinals. Because if it's not working out with Murray and he's not buying into what your coach is doing and, you know, everything that's happened, you needed to put in that iPad clause, everything that you hear in from Patrick Peterson and the pushback that came against Patrick Peterson about what's going on behind the scenes with Kyler Murray there. If the Cardinals wind up being able to draft Caleb Williams, what do you think? So that's all coming. And it's not just the Cardinals. It could be any team that's sniffing around that first overall pick when it comes down to October and November. What you're hearing about Caleb and whatever you're hearing about Bryce Young and how he could be what uh, mini Mahomes. You're hearing about what CJ Stroud is, his comp is, uh, Wait till when this kid comes out of USC. One year, like flash photo one year from now. Look out. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. When we come back here on the Rich Eyes and show my top five storylines going into the NFL offseason, that's still to come. Also, um, uh, your phone calls, as I mentioned, at 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Are you struggling to close deals? Business-to-business selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's one billion member platform sales navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter right now you can try linkedin sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com direct that is linkedin.com direct for a 60-day free trial let linkedin sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today just go to linkedin.com direct and get started 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Uh, sitting here at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with the supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Um, this gentleman's been hanging on for a while. Let's go to Richard in Maryland here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Richard? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? What's on your mind? Well, um, you know, I'm really excited about this Eric Bieniemy hire in Washington. You should be. Um, I think he's going to do a great job, um, and he doesn't get the credit that uh, he deserves for all the success in Kansas City. It still it boggles my mind that he's not a head coach. You know, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, all due respect to them, they lost the Super Bowl and they had jobs. You know, within within days. I mean, I just don't understand Eric Bieniemy with all the success he's had. Why he's not a head coach? Um, well, I mean, the, well, I ask that question of a lot of people, um, and, you know, I get back, he's a hard ass, he's a complete hard ass, he would ride Adrian Peterson in a way that, that no other coaches did, that he's, he treats things way too seriously, but, you know, I, I've heard the same thing about other coaches who have been hired, and, and you also hear, well, he didn't call the plays, you know, Andy Reid called the plays, well, then why did Matt Nagy get a shot, uh, you know, from out of Kansas City, Doug Peterson get a shot at Kansas City, and he didn't. I don't know, man, but you know, uh, all, all I know is that if if there is some sort of systemic reason why he did not get the job, then and he can now be the dial, the guy who dials things up for Washington with the offense that they can have and make Sam Howell look the way that he can have, or or they go out and make a big splash at, at quarterback, then then it's his spot, and hopefully he'll get a head coaching job sooner rather than later that he deserves. I think they need to see what they have in Sam Howell because if you saw that game against Dallas, the stats didn't jump off the chart at you. But you know he he's got really good arm talent. You yep. look at his tape in college, um, and two of those long throws that he had were dropped by Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. And you know, I'm sure I'll probably get flack for making this comparison, but you know, you remember Patrick Mahomes? He started one game his rookie year uh-huh. when they had the playoffs locked up. And his stats didn't jump off the chart, but there was just enough sample size to where they said that guy. And I think the same is true with Sam Howell. I, I think he's they need to they need to at least see what they what they have because if they let him go and he goes to another team and does well, then there's a franchise quarterback, another one we just let go out the door. I'm with you because uh, and, and thanks for the call, greatly appreciate it, Richard. You know I'm locked up with him. That's why I'm. You, I would much rather draft a guy and have him hit. Than going to the free agent market and hope for that too, I- including Aaron Rodgers. I know you guys gave me so much crap, you know, like you, you don't, don't want, want him. 
If he comes to the New York Jets and he's a New York Jets quarterback, clearly they would become playoff contenders on the spot. I don't think they'd become Super Bowl contenders. You don't? No. No, I mean, the kids haven't done it yet. And by the way, you know, Rodgers' track record with his own kids is is being used and discussed as a negative. You know, he didn't really throw his arms around Romeo Dobbs, right? The but Jets I also have, don't, The Jets have the ninth best Super Bowl odds, and they don't have a quarterback. So you don't think they're top five with Aaron Rodgers? I I wouldn't put him there. I, what are they better than the Chiefs? You <laughs> really? Yeah, but nobody. Yeah, let me, let me nobody talk is. about let me talk about the Chiefs here a little bit here. Because, you know, of the many things that COVID robbed us of, it robbed the the Chiefs of what we're going to be seeing for the first time, which is them as champions out and about. Them as champions out and about and them as champions in front of the Arrowhead crowd celebrating it. Don't forget, they won the Super Bowl over the 49ers and then the world shut down. And I think we are going to see, and this is not more making up with Chiefs Kingdom. It isn't. I, I, another one of the things I've been thinking about, you know, sitting there at altitude, I, I thought about it, you know, when, and what sparked it was Travis Kelsey being announced as a host of Saturday Night yeah, Live, buddy. the Saturday of Combine Weekend. It's going to be awesome. And I think it'll be so much fun. I think he's going to have fun. I think he's going to be great at it. I think we all feel that way, right? Yeah. But this is just, again, we didn't see this the last time around because COVID robbed us of it. Them having the air of champions coming off of this win, this season, and then the offseason in which they're going to be out and about as champions – and how I think that that's going to add more to their era, air of invincibility going into next year. I, I, I proffer to say we're going to see some free agent moves. We're going to see some people want to join this team that's going to make them stronger going into next year. And then Arrowhead. And Mahomes now with having two championships under his belt and two MVPs under his belt. And being the face of the NFL, which is only going to be more hammered home because they're going to be out and about. They just went away like the rest of the world the last time they won the Super Bowl. And they didn't have a home crowd. <laughs> One of their greatest advantage. Mm-hmm. Just, anybody goes to a game in Arrowhead, you, you, you walk out of there with your ears ringing. And you stand there, the national anthem, and you're not ready for how loud the word Chiefs is when it's the home of the Chiefs. It's, I, I, I thought about that. And they better bring that home field advantage because I think we, we showed before uh, we went, you know, before, you know, we closed up shop last week, that, you know, talked about their home schedule. They're going to need it. It's going to be a dynamite season for them next year. And I'm just wondering how, how different it's going to be because we didn't, we didn't see it last time. It's amazing what an SNL booking caused me to think. I thought the same thing. What? Oh, he's going to be great. You talking about? He's going to be great, but just the just the Chiefs out there as champs. Yes, 
Like, they're going to be doing the talk show circuit. We're going to see them in commercials. Yes. We're going to see them everywhere this summer. It's great. They and, deserve it. And I think they're going to go into next year as the prohibitive favorites, the best chance to repeat. They the Don't same, you think? I mean, they, them and the Bills have the same odds again right now. Before any moves, obviously, before the draft, before free agency. We're going to go into this again, aren't we? The Bills and the Bengals and who the hell is going to the join Bills that mix, man? The Bills window is closing. I don't know about that. As long as, I mean, I feel that... This was supposed to be their year. No, nah, I know, but I, I, I still feel the way uh, about the Bills is Burrow mentioned about the Bengals. As long as Allen's there, their window's open. Allen's that good. Let's not forget. Allen's that good. Something was off with him. Something was definitely off last year. I know. Whether he was more injured Middle than of the we season thought on. or what. I don't know. You know, it's something was different about him. They had a weird season. I mean, stuff going on in Buffalo, off the field, you know, just oh, in the gosh. community. That's why I'm not really discounting. Throw in them. the Hamlin stuff, and it's, yeah, it was weird. The next few weeks is highly important to see who else can join this fray. The three-team fray in the AFC. What the hell is going on with Lamar, right? What could be built here in Los Angeles for the Chargers? With Kellen Moore dialing it up. What are the Rams going to look like next year? That's a huge question, too. Well, that's in the NFC, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just no, saying. No, I know that. Talk about L.A. Right. But, I mean, they're one year removed from a remarkable Super Bowl season. I was talking over the weekend uh, with some friends. You know, I was hanging out with some uh Good people Ashton? over the weekend. No, not Ashton. <laughs> no, no. It's no name drop here. Well done. I like um, that. That's a good move. Again, I, the altitude haze. I'm trying to remember which which of the guys I was hanging with <laughs> brought this up. The uh, oh, here we go. Uh, the, it was the uh, the last play of the Cowboys season. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like a year ago. But no, okay. the last play of the Cowboys season. Asking what the hell. What are they doing with Zeke Elliott snapping the ball to Dak? <laughs> I had not remember. I had not thought about that play in, to in a few about. weeks. No, there's lots to think about. It and was I thought goofy. Was, I would love to know. Poor Zeke just got steamrolled. What? What? Uh, that's what I mentioned. What was the end game scenario for that play when they snapped it? Mm-hmm. And the 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 one thing that had to happen from that play was a touchdown to be scored. Mm-hmm. Okay. No time left to, for field goal. They had to get in the end zone. What was the play envisioned to do? I think there was going to be a throwback. From 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 what? From who? Like Zeke was now removed from the play because he snapped it, right? Unless there is some sort of way that they lined up to make him eligible despite it snapping out. it. Wasn't all the you linemen know? on the other on the right side? Well, there was. There was a there were there were a bunch of people there were there were linemen I think lined up on either side of Zeke around the numbers and there were players behind them who I guess Dak was going to throw it to or he's throwing it over the middle and they were going to lateral it to one of these guys who then had a a a convoy in front of him is that was that the honestly like and I thought about that because Kellen Moore is now out here in Los Angeles boy I would love to get just somebody explain it to me. Or if well, we get Mike McCarthy fortunate enough to get him back calling the show, like something like what? What was? What did you envision happening on that play with that with that formation? 
I mean, they, we were from. They were at the twenty-four yard line. It's the same thing if he tries to throw a hail mary. I mean, there's no play that's going to score from this point. So you might as well. I, I mean, I don't know what they were trying to do, but the chances of no, scoring I, I know, on that play from that part of the I field are just ridiculous. So anyway, that's why so. I want to know, like, because they're not dumbasses. They, they they must have practiced it. They must have, like, what was. The play supposed to do, but I mean like, that's not like that. People what like happened that play next? lost after them the Zeke, game or something. After Zeke got knocked all the way back into Columbus, Ohio. Okay, and that completed the pass is right. what you're saying, right? It, so then, I, then what? Then they're, it, they're going to try to flea flicker hook and ladder, hook and ladder. situation. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think again, I, maybe I don't look deep enough in the thing sitting in this chair. Maybe I should, but like, like I said, you're at the 24. Yeah, you're just doing you, pitchy pitchy woo woo with that. What are you going to do? That's what I, you can't. I just want to know there anyway. I just want to know. I, I think Dalton Schultz, you know, being pretty lackadaisical, getting his feet down on the play before, they would have been at like the forty-five. So you could have oh, done a Hel- you could have done a Hail Mary at that. Point. No, they, again, these are just moments that I get lost amongst the shuffle of yeah. championship game weekends and the Super Bowl. Maybe a way to bring Dallas up when there was really no, clearly no, no reason to bring Dallas up. I at could all. bring up something else if you'd like. Oh, please go ahead. No, it's all right. No, play. I mean, yeah, we got time. <laughs> Two minutes. What, what do you want to bring it's up? It's nothing to do with Dallas. It's uh, it is not. It's just something that I, you know is asked of me over the weekend, and I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll ask my Dallas friend over here to my right. <laughs> I have no idea either. <laughs> I was like, this is interesting, but I mean, again, from that that point of on the field, what could, what are you going to do? Chiefs are going to show up next year angry again. Angry yeah, about what? Because they're going to create something. How? They're the favorite. How, Sway? Uh, somebody, somebody's going to. And gonna... just like this, they were what, second or third favorite last year? Nobody disrespected right. them. It's so bizarre. <laughs> They're show up. They're going to show up. Oh, y'all disrespected us. Who? Yeah. Travis Kelsey's going to knock it out of the park it's on It's going to be really funny. Their podcast is really good, him and his brother. That's right. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. David Cross is going to join us next hour. He's on a new tour, Worst Daddy in the World Tour. So I guess <laughs> that's the exact opposite of my sign that I have here, Best so Dad Ever. Your sign is safe, is what you're I saying? I think my sign will be safe. <laughs> I thank you. We'll get the other side of the story. So you can see how the other half I have my top five list that I've been promoting. It's going to happen. My top five storylines go. going into the NFL offseason. I promise to be quiet for the entire five. Why do you have to be quiet? <laughs> That's coming up. An uh, hour number three on the Rich Eisen Show. Still here on our Roku channel feed. All right. Jets, like I said, Jets are ninth right now. They're yep. 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Here's who is ahead of them. The Cowboys. And if they get Rodgers, let me, let me guess. Th- think about where they are. Let me guess. Okay. Can I guess the eight in front of the oh, Jets sure. right now? Like Here we go. Let's Here go. go. The eight in front of the Jets are the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yes. The Eagles. Yes. The 49ers. Yes. Uh, the Bengals. Yes. Um, the Bills. Yes. Um, Three left. I, I got to go Dallas. Cowboys. Right. Six. Then I'll go. Jaguars? The Jaguars in front of them? Jaguars are just below them at 10. That's crazy. I would be so offended if I'm a Jaguar fan, and they're easily offended. Um, uh, Chargers? Ravens? Ravens? Boom. Both. Chargers and Ravens. Now, if they get Rodgers, who do they jump ahead of? Green Bay. (laughs) Green Bay is way down. (laughs) Green Bay is 35 to 1. In the 8. In the top eight, that ahead of them. Get Rodgers. Now they're ahead of Baltimore, 
Chargers. They're ahead of the Cowboys. You could make the case they're ahead of the Bengals. No, you can't make that case. You can't make that case. Really? Yeah, I can't make the case. Do you fear success, Rich? They're going to lose. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm starting to think like he fears success. Like he no, doesn't no, no, want his team to succeed. The Jets being good now takes away his identity of being a loser. Let me just say it right here. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Last time the Jets took a Green Bay goat, it didn't work out. Yep. All right, I still wear the scars. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 